How many mics do we? Government, the other day. Uh, ride it away, ride it away. Funky on the mic like an old batch of cops. My mind can't remember how many asteroids are still at heart, and no one's from the old school. Cause rap is still a brand new tool, I say. You have entered the same old new school. It's your boy, Idris Goodwin. And I'm your host, co host, uh, with my man, Kevin Cole. That's right, and this is where we chop it up uh, on the week in hip hop. Um, covers all the landscape, you know, intersects with politics, sports, film, TV, everything. A lot happens in a week, and we only have 30 minutes. We can't get to all of it, but we're going to chop it up about the things that caught our attention. Yo, also shout out to Vocalo Radio for hosting us on, on their on their platform, their beloved and coveted IG Live platform. So salute Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. You can find us here every Monday, every Monday at 8.30 Central, 9.30 Eastern. Let's get into it. Um, we're going to start on a little bit of a down note, but it's gonna we're going to bring it right back up again. But we have to acknowledge and say rest in power uh, to the to the badass lyricist uh, that we lost, Fred the Godson. Um, I think one of the first, you know, sort of hip hop casualties um, of, of this uh, coronavirus. Yeah, man. No, for, you know, for real, like thinking about his family, thinking about his friends. Yeah. A beloved uh, bar god, you know, just someone who took, mm-hmm. like, I think, like, really embodied kind of New York mixtape rap. Just mm-hmm. such an important uh, writer. I mean, love punchlines, you know, love, like, love punchlines, you know what I mean? Yeah. But my wife's pomegranate, she got She's conversating in the kitchen. As I palm my granite counterattack. He was just hungry. Like he was ferocious on the mic. He's from the Bronx and he yeah. you know, he repped the Bronx and just barred out like kind of all the time. And and you know, he was on um he was on that double XL uh freshman uh cover mm-hmm. in like mm-hmm. eleven with some really mm-hmm. notable folks and yeah, just had a big career, man. Just a you know Yeah. 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 It's really unfortunate, man. Um, you know, he's one of those guys, you know, his, his passing kind of reminded me a little bit of Big L for some reason and very different, you know, scenarios. But the similarity is that one, just one of those guys, man, just like all about lyrics, all about bars, you know what I'm saying? Just like, and respected, you know, but never really crossed over, never really uh, went pop or anything like that. And so it's just always unfortunate, man. But um, anyway, just want to acknowledge and say rest in power to, for the godson and everyone, you know, his family, his, his, and I'm sure the fans, you know, I mean, it's just um, very unfortunate. So, uh, Kevin Koval, uh, what are we, what are we kicking off? What's our first official tissue topic uh, for today to give to the people of Instagram Live on yeah. at Vocalo? Well, first of all, you see, I'm trying to get my light right. You know what I mean? I need. To, yeah, no, of course. Yeah, obviously, obviously. Yeah, of course. That that whole joint in front of my, like, in front of my computer. I think. Yes. I, I might, I might have to make some investments, but to kick it off, we're actually kind of. This is part two of yeah. like we touched on on last week, uh, which is basically like you know politics and rap have a lot to do with one another, and yes, not, not often do politicians and hip hop. Uh, intersect as much as you would think in 2020 they would, but there was a pretty incredible moment uh, the other day on IG Live. That's right. That's right. Where, this was pretty very sad. Yeah, sorry. No, no. What? Yeah. Well, what happened? Because you you brought it to my attention, so you you put me. That's on. right. I went, I went back and, and, and peep game. 
so um, AOC, the almighty notorious AOC, um, Alexandria Acosta, Cortez, I'm sure I messed that up, my bad, um, and Fat Joe, Joey Crap, uh, had a, a conversation. And uh, they talked about a lot of things. They talked about the Joe Bidens. Uh, but I would say the most controversial topic that came up was that Joe asked AOC for her top five. And without like, and she was very official. She gave like a very official kind of, you know, like, oh, wait, what, what do you mean? Definitive in the moment. And that's how you know you're dealing with a head when they're like, well, what are we, which rules are we using? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is my shit right now. Yeah, exactly. Right. And her list was, and her list really surprised me, man. Like it was, it was, it was, it was, it was a uh, Nas. Nas. It was Big Pun. Big Pun is up there. I think it was Biggie. Who think was Big too? Of course, we've got Biggie. Tupac. Tupac. And Karis One. Karis One. Let's go. Let's go. So that is why she should be president. I mean, just. Uh, like, I mean, off the rip. Just, just. I mean, that's that's kind of that's a great list because you got Bronx representation, you got Bronx rep- representation. Girl. you got you got both girls. You got Brooklyn and Queens in there. Yeah, you got you know, yeah. and you got and you got a lot of golden era. You got like the best eras of hip hop represented, which is like late '80s and middle '90s. Yeah, and AOC is like a millennium. Well, and she you know she puts pun on her list, so she also reps. For the Latinx community, Pun is also like a, I think like a like a slept on should maybe be on more top five. Agreed. Yeah. Um, you you and I when you brought it to my attention, I watched and I, I was hitting you back. We I I, I do have like I want to take umbrage a little bit with 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 her list. I mean, obviously now everyone's entitled to their list. Of course, everyone's entitled to their list. And I guess that's the that's the intentionality of a list is that in order to right. spark discourse and debate. That's right. Um, but I just feel like it's it's just funny to me, with like the Pac, the Pac. Oh yeah, the Tupac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pac on the top five, but I, I get it. I, I I get it, and and I appreciate I appreciate I. But but I I do I do take umbrage. I, I just I don't. For me, that's like you know. It's interesting that you were that I'm I'm sensing like some West Coast hatred when both no, of us no. are rocking, but, but both of us look like we could be in the rhyme syndicate right now. Like we're both. <laughs> We both came to the party in our Lynch mob, uh, all black uh, situation. I left my gold upstairs just because, like, no no gold after eight. That's a rule in my house. That's a rule. I love how much they both rep the Bronx, though. Right. And, and people from yes. the Bronx remind me very much of people from Chicago. Is that Absolutely. They, they Absolutely. How much they fucking ride for it. That's right. And I love. I just love that she keeps it consistent in that way. You know that she. Yeah. You know she. I mean, and, and you could tell it's like she's. I think she's taken that idea of like hip hop's hyper locality and transformed it into the way that she represents her people, like in her birth, like as as like a real steward of that. Yes, place. Like she reps. She reps like a like a hip hop artist reps. You know, exactly, hundred percent, and her and her candor, and her candor, and her and her um, started from the bottom. Now we're here. I mean, that's her whole thing, right? So, and and every time they try to and in her and her and her clapback, her darts, man. When they try to come for her on Twitter, I mean, it's like it's light work. It's light work for her too. She's got no, bars. You know, she's she's got bars, and that and that list is like, okay, you you're not just saying this, like you studied. You don't just say Karis one. You don't cap your list with Karis one. You don't start with Nas and go to Karis One if you 
Come on, yep. stop playing. So Kevin, real quick, and, and I'm gonna say for everybody who's tuned in with us right now, please, uh, we have to move on to other topics. We don't have a ton of time, but please, uh, if you wanna hit us with your top five MC list, please put them in the comments, please do. And we will try our best to argue all of them or, or salute you, mostly salute you. Uh, but Kevin Coble, real quick, lightning round, top five that are alive, let's get it. Okay, but is this this is is this moment? It's top five. Yeah, of course, no, obviously. In, in this <laughs> moment, like who yeah. I'm rocking with right now, today, 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 and this is because this is because you know it, it, to our first conversation we had. I really well, I I, I am a Benny the Butcher guy right now. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I got Benny. So let's see who first to the finish. I got KRS all time. We run New York. Saba, Black Thought, my fifth, and is not. But I can't believe I left out so many people like Jay Z. I can't believe I left. But that's my five right now. I'm sticking to it. You? Uh, I'm gonna really quickly say that I recently listened to Nas's "It Was Written" record again, and I now have a working theory about the disconnect, like why, why Illmatic was so iconic and and then every album he's done since then has not had the same impact um and i can hear you can hear it in it was written like you can hear the difference yeah and um and i'm just gonna say it is that the difference is that uh illmatic is about is is the day-to-day and it was written is all aspirational it's all it's all the dream whereas like illmatic is about history and and like looking around the reality harsh reality it was written and beyond is all aspirational 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 fantasy and so it just it's not grounded it's just lyrics you know i'm not saying it's not these aren't good lyrics but um you know if i ruled the world the song where he's rapping about being a gun it's a lot of conceptual uh stuff like that that it's just not it's just so disconnected from him and it's 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 almost like Nas rapping as the mythological figure Nas, not as Nasir Jones from Queensbridge. Really interesting to listen to it. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the difference. Anyway, uh, top five, real quick. Uh, Doom. These old things about to throw them away with the gold rings that make them don't. Late '80s, early '90s, Ice Cube. Yeah. Um, Lauren Hill, Big Daddy Kane. And uh, we'll throw, you know, we'll, I'm going to throw three stacks in there. I've been listening a lot outcast lately. No, um, tough list. These are tough lists. Yeah, no, please throw your comment. You know, if you got if you got comments, if you want to throw your top five in, please do. Um, yeah, please do. We'd love to hear, hear from you. Uh, so listen, this is the same old new school um, uh, on Vocalo. It's the live. Uh, I'm Idris Goodwin. I am Kevin Koval. And we are talking about the, the week in hip hop. Uh, and we have a, a, our second topic is kind of about actually the weekend past. Um, yeah. As some of y'all have been seeing, um, ESPN put out early, like a few months early. They're dropping a 10 part documentary about the last year of the championship run of the Chicago Bulls in the late 90s. It's called The Last Dance. If you've not seen mm-hmm. it, uh, we're only going to talk about the first two episodes, so there will be no yeah, spoilers right. in the second two no. episodes. They no. drop on Sundays. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, this is this is pretty iconic. A lot of memories yeah. to back. When, do you, when did you go to your first – I was thinking about you. When did you go to your first Chicago Bulls game? You know, man, I, I remember before Jordan, my dad had – 
somebody give him like season tickets to Bulls games before Jordan. And so mm -hmm. that same connect, he just kept giving him tickets in the Jordan era. You know, because mm -hmm. if you have season tickets, like what, there's 82 games in a season or something like that, 41 mm -hmm. home games. So I think we probably got to go to like two, three Bulls games a year in the Jordan era. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And so I remember I remember the Bulls before they got Jordan, like 82, 83. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, like Orlando Woolridge days. And then, of course, like when, you know, the, with the third pick, I made the earth sick. You know what I mean? Like mm. that, that, like that shit really did change. It changed Chicago. I can't like, like thinking back on it now, it's hard to think about Chicago without Jordan, because I think mm -hmm. the Bulls gave Chicago the swag that we, the swagger that we kind of carry with us now. Right. That's right. Oh, and, and, how could you not? Man? Right. How could you not? Right. So how could you really not? Emboldened a city, I think to be dope i think like yeah, like yeah. 84 it's also the advent of house and like a local mm -hmm. chicago musical style a lot of the bulls players were starting to hang out in as you heard in the first episode for you know on the cocaine uh circus or whatever the fuck you know they were <laughs> the chicago <laughs> cocaine circus or something like yeah. the traveling chicago cocaine circus which i was like yeah, let's get that spinoff Netflix series right I know, now too. i know yeah well the, i think the the, the the league obviously the league changed you know, for the pressure during yeah. the Jordan era, I think for a lot of reasons, which I think we're going to get into, right? Yeah, of course. Well, you know, so I, the thing that hit me, and, and there's this great sequence where they show Mike just being Mike, young Mike, though, like gold chain Mike. Yeah, gold chain um, Mike. You yeah, in the 80s. Yeah. And, he's, and he's like just murking fools, and they're playing... Um, I ain't no joke, Eric B and Rakim. And first of all, it's one of the best uses. Whoever's editing that show, yeah, the music is yeah. fire and like crushing. But the, there's it's such a brilliant marriage of storytelling, image, and like it just you get it. And I, it hit me in that moment that I was like, oh, it was there was a time that, that was one of those moments where you know you hear about people being ahead of their time. You know, Michael Jordan was right on time. That was the perfect marriage of timing and where the culture was. I mean, what a time to be. I mean, the 80s, the middle 80s, heading into the late 80s, the birth of hip hop. I mean, this is the beginning of a new um, iteration of black masculinity and black excellence. And, um, you know, it, it, it just that it was like it just hit me there. I was like, yes, like Mike is playing in the way that these guys were rhyming. You know, it, he, he he didn't play like other players, you know, but you see the legacy in him. So my pops is still like, well, you know, it ain't, he ain't no Oscar Robinson and he ain't no Clyde Frazier. You know what I mean? Which I get because that was his generation. Yeah. You know, he, they played like that generation and like Mike played like our generation. He was perfect for the, the cable boom, the music video era. Like, I still remember when he was on, remember when he was on SNL with Public Enemy? You remember that? Yeah. Yeah, I you mean, know, you because a lot of people think a lot of people think hip hop. They, they think when they think of hip hop in the NBA, I think a lot of folks say the era was ushered not in per se, but embodied by AI. You know what I mean? And and I think that that's a, actually a generation late, even though it's eighty. It's a generation, yeah, yeah, it's a generation later. Yeah, it's a generation late, and and I think you see that in this doc is that that Jordan really does embody a kind of hip hop ethos. Knowingly, unknowingly, it's just kind of maybe in the unknowingly. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's, it's in the same way that the pioneers, you know, they had, you know, rock. So rock him, for example, right? 
I, I don't know the mathematics, but like I would likely say that Jordan and Rakim, Jordan and LL Cool J were around the same age when all that was going on. Because in the second episode, okay, hold on, we got a list here, real quick. Pause. We got, we got um, Biggie, Lauren, Karis, one. Yeah, I seen Big Now that is an official ass list right there. Yeah, that is an official list. Yeah. Also, by the way, I, so just wanna, I just want to shout her out because. Uh, you know, she is an amazing visual. She's an amazing artist, by the way. Uh, oh, that's what's up. Yeah. Rebel, Who's that from? Yeah, Rebel Arte. Yeah. From, uh, you know, lot shows a lot of work around the city and in Pilsen. But fuck, she's beautiful, beautiful, important uh, artist and, and organizer. So salutes and salutes for that list, for real. That is a great list. That Yo, is a great list. So you mentioned you mentioned the, the, the Rakim song. My favorite moment of, of part two was when he dropped 63 on the Celtics. In the second playoff game to LL's I'm back. Which now is the like now I've been I've also been revisiting that song because I also used it in a prompt the other day. LL's I'm bad. That that bad Incredible. Woof. Incredible. Now he's first of all, he's like a teenager. Second of all, he says my thoughts exact, like rack and pinion in a jag. So this dude's talking about Mechan- like automotive mechanical engineering in a Jaguar. So like, what, what, this is what he knows about. It's <laughs> yeah. 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 No, yeah. I, lo- I love that song. Yeah. Even when I'm bragging, I'm being sincere, like, and that, and, and, and in some ways like that did kind of coincide with, you know, the, the backed up hubris of Jordan and the exactly. in that era. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like- Cause, cause, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause, cause here's, it is, it's, it's a culture is finally at a place now and again, this is why the advent of cable television and the and the precipice of hip hop, um, you know, the hip hop generation of that late 80s boom, you know, it's not a mistake. It's not an accident that our generation, Reagan babies, Generation X, you know, we, the, the timing of Yo! TV raps, which means access to cable television, all that lines up with the release of Public Enemy, Karis One, EPMD, and the spread of it all. And Jordan and Spike Lee and Jordan, like, merging. Spike Lee is this hip-hop filmmaker. And so it's it's the timing of it all that is it, it's, it's amazing. I mean, it's really amazing because it's like Jordan. Imagine Jordan 20 years earlier. Yeah, you'd be missed. I mean, but imagine. He doesn't, be, he doesn't become an icon. He doesn't become a symbol or an insignia. Like To the same you know, way, imagine hip-hop 20 years earlier, right? I mean, we, like. All of these, all, this is at the nexus of a moment yeah. where, speaking to your point, where cable television is taking local cl- local culture, local celebrities, local vernacular, and making it international. You know, the That's reason right. why, like, we grew up, you know, we're Midwest dudes. We, we say dope because of the export of the vernacular in New York via Yom TV raps, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, exactly. and now it becomes, like, colloquialisms around the planet because of you know, but 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 twenty years prior to your point, none of that shit would be possible. None of that would be possible. Yeah. yeah. So so that was that was the big. But yeah, those two sequences. And man, I, I think I think I've watched it three times. That sequence you're talking about with him just dropping, just oh my god, like you know, I'm from Detroit, so like watching this this Bulls documentary is obviously very painful for me. But at the same time, it's also like. You also, I mean, we, they get into this more in episodes three and four, but it's right, also right. like no spoilers, you, have, no you have Detroit to thank you for, you know, Jordan. Well, yo, and I can't tell you, know, and I loved Detroit. I loved Detroit yeah. because I loved the way that they played ball. I mean, they were one of the greatest teams of all time. 
Absolutely. Well, and I, Isaiah obviously is a Chicago dude. But I, I mean, I, I, the way that they played basketball to me was also on some kind of like, kind of on some like Midwest shit though too. One hundred thousand percent. I have such a deep love for them because they are Detroit. They are the spirit of Detroit, which is yeah. like, yeah, you you play more slick and flashy, and so we're just gonna beat that ass. We're just gonna work. We're just gonna, right, we're gonna do, work hard. We're just gonna, we're gonna we're work, just gonna hard work very hard, and we're gonna work as a team though. Because the team, yeah. the team, you know, I love to like. Anyway, I can't give it away. Yet. We're gonna talk about it I, next week. But I will, I will, I will say the the one thing that I well, I, and I liked a lot of things in this. It's a great documentary. But one of the things that Jordan said that I appreciated, he said, when you say Michael Jordan, you have to say Scottie Pippen. And yeah, not only does that sure. show reverent, but I think Jordan knew that like the team was essential. That before they got Scottie right. and Horace, and then right. you know later Rodman and Kerr, like that. You, right. you know, you have to, you have to. You know, it really is about a team. You know, and it's beautiful, man. No, it is, and, and yeah. especially with, with they talk about Phil too. I love, I love me some Phil Jackson, man. That dude is, that dude is mad cool, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very I good. didn't know he. Anyway, I can I see. I've I watched yeah, like, no, four stuff now. I just, it's I don't jump ahead to it. It's all right. All right. Anyway, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it next week too. So everybody, you know, if you haven't seen the first two episodes, get caught up. They just dropped the next two. Uh, we gonna we gonna be getting into it because you know you can't talk about basketball without hip hop. Matter of fact, Kevin Coble and I, if you have not read Kevin Coble and I's book, uh, Human Highlight, Ode to Dominique Wilkins, we talk a little bit about Jordan in there, uh, but also the great sport, and we just dropped like crazy ill bars. And so um, check that out. You can cop it uh, wherever books are copable. Yeah, um, you could get it for free. I think on Haymarket Books. Free ninety nine. Free ninety nine. So like download. Um, so, yo, this is uh, Same Old New School. It's your boy, Idris Goodwin. I'm Kevin Koval. And we are talking about the week in hip-hop now. Of course, we, if we're going to talk about the week in hip-hop, we have to talk about, this is, you know, a lot of great releases, a lot of great music coming out week after week after week, day after day after day. What a time to be alive. Kevin Koval, what album are we closing on our show talking about today? Well, we're, t- we're going to talk about a, a real mixtape, you know, something that I think has kind of fallen uh, out of favor in some ways uh, over the last, you know, in the streaming era. Um, and we're going to talk about Smino's brand new mixtape, She Already Decided, which, uh, mm-hmm. of course, Smino, um, you know, St. Louis born, raised, reared, uh, has come to Chicago to, you know, work with the homie Chris Classic and Classic Studios and the team there in order to build an international name for himself and kind of drop this project really you know seemingly out of nowhere um and i i mean i'm i'm a big smino fan uh for a number of reasons that we'll get into but yeah what what have you thought what have you thought about this mixtape i think it's really really dope man i, I i've always really liked you know smino and saba to me are two of the newer guys that i've always really really respected i, I you know they're, they're they're it's not necessarily my Gener- like I don't even want to say my generation. It's not necessarily like my sound, big quotes, but I'm also just a music lover and a music appreciator. Um, and actually Saba's record, what was the last record he put out? The Life record, yeah. Yeah, I think that is fantastic. I mean, and so I have, I have great respect and reverence for them as just as musicians. You know, they're real musicians. And um, and uh, and so what I'm loving about Smino is, I mean, first of all, I love that, it's, that his first song starts with a, uh, a Isley Brothers sample, uh, which he flips. But it's so consistent. It's so um, just the music on it, the production on it, the melodies on it. There's just great musicality, and it's it's um, he's and it's very confident. 
Like I like I like that. I like an artist saying like, "This is my sound. This is my world. I'm gonna take you on a trip." You know. So yeah, I, I really mess with it. I mess with it. You know, Smino to me, I, I, one of the reasons why I, I really appreciate what he does is again because he stands in a firm uh, Midwest tradition of blues. And, yeah, definitely. And, you know, he's right. so, he's a St. Louis dude. So obviously, right. I, like you know, there's an interpolation of a Nelly song on this record. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. I, I, and I think he stands, and not obviously like Nelly, but to me, that goes back to Chuck Berry, you know, and some yeah, of like the yeah. phrasing that I think Chuck Berry used on record, you know, like put on like a Johnny, put on Johnny Be Good, and some of like the phrasing and the bending of of liter, uh, of, of language, I think is is you know, you, I see Smino in that tradition, which to me then has everything to do with kind of how black folks got to the Midwest. Mid Midwestern cities, you know, so really it's like it calls upon the great migration. The reason why St. Louis sounds like the South or the West or South side of Chicago sure. sounds like the South sure. has everything to do with the, with, with this incredible migration of people obviously seeking labor, but also bringing and really doing a remarkably unbelievable job of preserving their culture and language and mores in diaspora you know, which is just phenomenal. And, and Smino, you know, I, like he says on that first record, he says some, he says why, he says something like, um, you know, uh, dot my eyes and I stretch my auras or something like that, you know, and, and just, yeah, that's just, a bar. yeah, just, just the way he's, he, he manipulates language, man. It's like, I, I, yeah. I, I really do have to go back and read it because I don't, I, you know, I, 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 it's, it's difficult sometimes to just on first listen and and I love that he makes you listen. I love that he makes you dig. And he, to me, actually, you, you know, you, you mentioned three stacks in your top five. There's something about Smino that reminds me of three stacks. And Andre's pen is at a different level, obviously. But yeah, Smino is right. young. But his ability to kind of, you know, blend melody with ball. No, he's a stylist. And, and that's the thing about him and Saba is they're stylists. Um, they're stylists, but they're funky. Like, and I don't, I don't tend to like stylists that are just stylists and not funky and they can't groove and and i remember the first time because i remember like sharing a couple bills with saba when he was when he was mad young and i remember saying this to you like man that guy can do any style but he's doing too many styles right now but i said the moment the moment he 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 leans back a little bit he's going to be unstoppable and 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 i and that's why those last couple records i love because he did he did that he just was like it's more controlled a little more like i'm going to pick the style that i'm going to use for this right thing and um and to your point though about the st louis vibe it's like when you said it i was like oh man i can't wait to be i haven't been driving at all and i'm like i can't wait to to listen to this car this this record in my car because it it, yeah that is a midwest thing too just about riding like music to just ride to and that's what it is actually and that's why i mess with it because i got that in my dna man like that's why i like you know like i like i like you know i like my hip-hop my boom bap but i also like i also like I also like, you know, Compton's Most Wanted music drive by. You know, I like a lot of stuff too. That's just to ride to, you know, and it's, and that's that's I can't wait to ride to this this mixtape because it's, it's it's funky, it's real funky and it's real um, melodic and, and it's and it's you know, but it's also young. So I don't understand all the slang, but uh, but that's okay. <laughs> well, you know, I I also just appreciate that he put out an actual mixtape because I think the mixtape is kind of like one of the last bastions of freedom in in hip-hop because it allows you to do it it. it allows you to 
create collages and pastiche and sampled in a way that, you know, because of laws and because of streaming services, kind of shitting on the cultural practice. And, you know, it, it, it makes it very difficult to do so. But I think, you know, he's over, you know, a Roddy Rich song. He's, he's mm-hmm. interpolating a, a Nelly song. He's on that Isley Brother beat. And, and I, lo- I love that the mixtape is still, you know, the Wild West of the culture. Um, oh, got to. Yeah, at the end of the day, right? End of the yeah. day, it's like, I'm just, I'm just going to talk straight to the people, you know? And if you didn't tell me this was a mixtape, I'd be like, oh, this is an album. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. So, um, also, I want to correct myself. You know, Sab, the Saba record, the, the single was Life, and the, the album is Care For Me. I just want to correct All right, myself. Kev, yeah. Kev Boogie, we have got to wrap it up, my brother. So, yes, um, yeah, yes this has been Same Old New School, Idris Goodwin, Kevin Coble. Yes, at Vocalo, respect, respect all day. Check for us at, at Idris Goodwin. Uh, and at Kevin Koval. And you can check uh, you can check the episode, our first episode out on Spotify and, and more coming soon. We'll be back next Monday, 8.30. Let us know what you want to talk about. Yeah, for sure. Be well, y'all. Peace, peace. Peace.